welcome to The Last Track, where we help people showcase the last track of their life story in their final wishes. I am your host, Brian Norris, the co-owner of Bateman Funeral Home in Newport, Oregon. Just like a song can bring you back to a day, a time, and a memory, so too can a well-planned service. And today's quote, no one can tell your story, so tell it yourself. No one can write your story, so write it yourself. That was by author Hermania Chow. Sometimes it's very cathartic to write your own story and to create a lasting legacy for your loved ones to read and reflect upon. If you were to design your own funeral, what would that look like? Let's start first with pictures. Because pictures can communicate, as the saying goes, a thousand words for every picture. So let's talk about pictures. Are there pictures that communicate how you feel, what you felt, what your life was about? Do you have pictures that you painted? Are there photos that you have taken? Are there pictures about yourself? You know, when that you, maybe as you were growing up and you spent some time uh, as a child, with your parents, do you want to have that remembered? What about being, did you serve in the military? Did you serve in the Peace Corps? Those types of things. Those photos, those pictures that mean the most to you, uh, you can either take out of a photo album and you can place those separately and write on the back of those, uh, or you can get copies made so that they can stay in the photo album where they belong, and you can actually have some pictures taken out and placed in a packet uh, to be able to communicate you and your desires. My grandmother and I spent hours and hours and hours and hours going through photo albums um, of ninety over ninety years of her life. And I'll tell you what, one of the some of the best things that really happened to me were to be able to have names placed with faces and dates. So I was able to get a lot of these photos that my grandma had back to members of the family uh, that it would really mean a lot to them to be able to have those pictures. So pictures. Talk about your chosen career. In today's world, we, we could be four or five different things throughout our lifetime. And so write a little bit about your career. What is it that you want to have remembered uh, about you with your career. Choose the one that means the most to you and talk about that. Uh, you, it might be nice to mention that you've done a few other things, but really you know, focus in on, the, on your chosen career of what communicates the most about you. A lot of life events happen. And 40, 50, 60, 70 years later, uh, those life events, you know, they, they, they were quite a while ago, but maybe those life events defined you. Um, make sure you write about that. Because you're, you're writing about how you either overcame something or you found something that was meaningful you, to you in life and helped develop you and shape you and send you off on your uh, for the rest of the li- your life. Well, 
think about who you're writing this to because your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren are going to go through many of the same events and maybe how you handled it can help them uh, know what to do in their life and what are the events that you remembered most. You know, Mount St. Helens blew when I was a teenager and I had a kind of a shock one time. I was they were talking about Mount St. Helens blowing again 30 years later. And I had a, a young man asking, well, what should we do? And I was like, well, the same thing we did when it blew the first time. And he looked at me and goes, I wasn't even born. And so that's an event that took place in my life when I was a teenager, just getting ready to be about 20 years old. And I'll tell you, it, it definitely was an event to be able to talk about to people that have never experienced being in a a volcanic eruption. Specific messages to loved ones. You know, again, writing is cathartic. And if you wanted to have some final memories, or if you wanted to express your love and your concern, or any of those things, writing letters and putting a name on the outside of an envelope to be handed out is a great gift. And that is something that I've seen done and that is, is such a great gift to be able to hand a letter to, to be able to have a, a letter handed to a grandchild is extremely touching and a, great, and a great way to also be able to be remembered. Now, there's a few other things that will come up and will always be a question in some of the people's minds as they're trying to coordinate a, a service. And that is, well, what kind of funeral would you want to have? Do you want it to be a big one? Do you want it to be a closed one? Do you want it to be a private one? Is there any religious symbolism that needs to be at your service? Uh, some religious songs, meaningful things, military rituals. You know, if you served in the military, do you want to have a flag folded and passed and handed to one of your uh, loved ones? Those are things that uh, can be uh, written down in advance as well. Songs, poems, memories, those types of things. You know, my grandmother, again, was she was a great planner. And she there wasn't a whole lot I had to do because there was everything pretty well planned out. I mean, there were songs that were already planned out. There were, you know, prayers that were to be said. There was all, all kinds of things that were all taken care of. So I just really just had to kind of follow a script. She also wrote her own obituary. And I was able to, uh, now her obituary was like five pages long, and all of that's not going to go into a newspaper because, you know, we didn't, we didn't have the money to be able to do a five-page obituary in the newspaper. But it was nice to have all of that information because we actually included her entire obituary and were able to give that to everybody that attended a service, and people could read about her in her writing, writing your obituary, what you want to have remembered. Some of the things that you would include in that obituary are, you know, marriage, jobs, graduation, children, locations of where you live, some of the things that you did, maybe clubs and groups that you were participated in, military service, what you did in the military, where you served. Uh, all of that information is good information to put into an obituary. Now, there are some things that you're going to want to place in an envelope or a location 
for everybody to find so that people aren't trying to figure out where you put everything. And it'd be really good if you told at least two or three people where you put this, this information. So things that you'd want to put into an envelope and have labeled uh, when I die or something, something to that effect. First one being whether you want to be buried or cremated. That's, that's the biggest, probably the most difficult decision for people to make if they don't know. Your final resting place, whether that be a cemetery, whether that be scattered, whether that be placed in a certain location, that's important, and it depends on whether you're going to be buried or cremated. And so make sure you have your final resting place listed as to where you would like to be placed. That probably, burial or cremation is the first most difficult one that I see people have to make. And then right after that comes that second really difficult, well, where would mom want to be? Especially if they're, if they pass away somewhere, you know, maybe they've only lived in that city for a few years or a few months or a few weeks or a few days. Where would they want to go? A lot of people take them back west, you know, or take them back east, that type of a thing, and, and place them where they were born or with their, with their parents or grandparents or children. You know, where do, they, where do you want to be placed? Put down your funeral wishes, some of the things that we've talked about before. If you have a will, make sure that there's a copy of a will. If, that's, if, if you have one, uh, if you don't have one, make sure you try to get something. And, and that all depends. I mean, if you have a huge estate, well, then you definitely want a will. If you're, if you've spent down and you're getting ready to go, you know, onto state assistance into a final uh, resting, you know, a rest home type of a thing, then you may not need a will, but check with somebody to make sure you've got that, that covered. If you're in the military, have a copy of your DD-214 or your dis- military discharge paperwork. That's important to have. If you've made any prior arrangements, they're called pre-needs or pre-arrangements with a cemetery and funeral home. If you have that, get a copy of that in there. And then a means to be able to pay for your service to your final wishes. So if you've done a pre-need and it's already all been paid for and guaranteed, make sure that that's in there. If you haven't, if you have a life insurance policy, make sure that a copy of that information is in that envelope. If you don't have a life insurance policy and you haven't made any pre-arrangements, and that's okay. Let's just say you decided you wanted to have your money and invest it. Well, make sure people know where your where your money is kept. You know, if you if you have a checking account, a savings account, that type of thing, and make sure somebody has access to it. I can't tell you how many people come in and they can't pay for anything until they can get access to the money and. You know, if you think about who's coming after you and taking care of it, if they're financially fine, you know, maybe have that conversation with that person saying, hey, if you can pay for this when I pass, uh, once my estate's been settled, you can get reimbursed. You know, those kinds of things. But ideally, try to get that taken care of ahead of time so that you're not causing a challenge for the people uh, that have to take care of that for you. And that includes everything from your bank. You know, if you have any loans that need to be paid off, if you have any credit cards, investments, this is just kind of a, a nice little list of where where your money is and where it's being spent. 
those types of things. Because a lot of times when I ask people, did you need to close any credit cards? They're like, I have no idea. And then they got to start looking and they got to wait in the mail till a bill comes. And then they, then they find that out. And that can take, you know, 30, 60 days sometimes, especially if you have insurance that's being paid every six months <laughs> that people may not even know that you have that for six months if you just got through paying it. Well, we've covered a lot of information in designing your own funeral. Make sure you rewind this and listen to those spaces that you might have some questions. But thank you for listening. In all of our podcasts, we always have a time of remembrance. And at this time, we'd like to take a moment to remember all the families that are experiencing a loss and light a virtual candle in their memory. So if you can take a moment with me, we're going to pause and we're going to remember those families. This has been The Last Track. I'm Brian Norris, and you can find out more about Bateman Funeral Home at our website at BatemanPacificView.com, or you can visit us on Facebook. If you have any feedback or questions about today's episode, please leave us a comment, or you're welcome to call us at 541-265-2751. We'd love to hear from you. Make sure to listen to the other two podcasts of this trilogy, Pre-Need versus At-Need, and an interview with the funeral director named Celeste. And coming up on our next trilogy is preparing for a prearrangement. Thank you very much.